Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the uh, deliciously uh, rainy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show. Here we are again with this. It doesn't seem to be stoppable, no matter what we do. And we can put in all kinds of uh, methods to, to keep it from going on, and a lot of people have. Actually, not that many. Uh, and uh, we just keep on going with it. Three years and full speed, speed ahead, any of those things, yeah. Welcome. It's uh, our little program about uh, food and restaurants and cooking and wine. And let's start it off with with breaking news. I I don't often have breaking news to share with you, but I do today. Antoine's has a new chef. Now, the old chef had such a low profile. He had been around for a million years. He he was uh, Regua, Mike Regua was his name. I'll bet you've never heard the name, or if you ever had, you probably forgot it pretty soon. Not that uh, there was anything wrong with the guy. But he was a very low-key guy, which suits Antoine's perfectly. So that's why, uh, you know, he was out. He was there for a really, really a long time. But uh, he's retiring this year, and so they have a new chef at Antoine's uh, effective today. They had a a big event for uh, press weasels uh, downtown at the at the restaurant, and I was going to go to it, being a you know a self-admitted uh, press weasel. Uh, I was going to uh, attend a, a luncheon that they had and where we would meet the chef and find out what he was going to do, if, in fact, he even knows just yet. I, I don't know anybody in the restaurant business who just walked into a place and said, okay, here's what we're going to do, bang, 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 just like that. It just doesn't work that way. But uh, his name is, and you'll love this, This is uh, I don't know if this is his real name or not. I'm trying to get him to come on the show today, and we can ask him questions like this, but uh, his name is Rich. I'm going to put a big pause in there just so you, you'll get the impact of it. Lee, L-E-E. So Chef Rich Lee, he richly, you, you, you get it? I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's almost as good as Susan Spicer. Anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's terrific. Uh, you'll remember that name uh, probably better than you did Michael Regua, R-E-G-U-A. He he was a nice guy. I mean, and and he's still there. He's still uh, he's wrapping up at the end of this year, is what I hear. But anyway, so Antoine says a new chef, and we'll see what he does. It's going to be interesting because Antoine's is really the last of the Grand Dame restaurants that have changed pretty much everything lately. And if you if you go down the list, and in case you don't know what the Grand Dame restaurants were, you'll if you listen to the next few minutes, you'll learn about this. Not that it's all that important, but uh, let's see. Uh, you you have to if you were putting them in order of longevity, Antoine's would be first. So why don't we turn it around and put the the one that's most recently in business? That would be Broussard's. Broussard's opened up in 1924, and uh, 
they went through a long period where they were kind of almost like a neighborhood restaurant, like a somewhat fancy neighborhood restaurant, always in the French Quarter where they are now. That's a great location. But uh, then it was taken over by new owners in the late 1970s, and it went that way for a long time, and then since has had two other sets of owners, and uh, has always uh, been, you know, pretty much up to date. They never, well, they did. A long time ago, they went from uh, whatever it was that they were at the beginning, and then they did a very, very uh, big uh, renovation of it. And then it happened again a couple of other times. But uh, that was Broussard's, uh, right behind them. Uh, Arno's, which from my voice, my voice, my, uh, my thinking, uh, was the best renovation and retooling of a restaurant I've ever seen. Whoever has an old restaurant that they want to bring up to date, but they don't want to lose the charm of the place, they ought to take a look at what Arno's looked like before and after. The before would have been around 1977, 78, something like that. And then the uh, the new one came right after that one, the uh, Archie Kasbarian, who, by the way, had his birthday yesterday, if he at least he would have if he were still alive. I ran into his brother yesterday in a restaurant, once again proving that there are only 500 people living in New Orleans. And I uh, got a chance to... Uh, to talk uh, with him about his brother, who was a really uh, a brilliant, brilliant man. So there was Arno's. And then <clears throat> it, this one, uh, nobody thought this would ever change, but Galatoire's. Uh, not only did they do uh, the addition of an upstairs private dining room, uh, they never really changed the downstairs too much because and no one wants to touch that. Uh, but then they put in an, a whole new restaurant right next door. They call it Galatoire's 33. That was its old address back in the, in the long ago days when they were just new on the scene. That would have been in the uh, 18, no, no, 1905, I, I think. It's something like that. And then uh, the final Grand Dame restaurant uh, that had has not been uh, touched yet. Uh, was Arno's, and then Arno's uh, can't change the the layout of the place too much because then they would have to rework the whole whole place. Just that's how the laws are written. But what they did do is completely redo their menu, and it is a much much better restaurant now than it was before uh, that happened. So uh, that was good. So far, nothing but good stuff here. Now we get to Antoine's. They opened up in 1840. Unless you ask somebody from Boston who has all kind of weird ideas, uh, it is the oldest continuously operating same family. Everything about it has has been the same since 1840, and that's I think one of the charms of the place. I think I think that might be the greatest charm of the restaurant, uh, Antoine's. And it's my favorite restaurant. I love going there because I have I'm a sucker for history. I'm a sucker for antiquity. I like eating dishes that were invented 100 years ago and haven't been touched a lot since because for, they, they tend to be pretty good if they can stay on the menu. I mean, think about this for a second. I'll bet you nobody has ever mentioned this to you. And, in fact, I only just thought about it just now. So uh, here's the deal. If a, a dish in a given restaurant uh, has been on the menu as a regular menu item, over a really long period of time, chances are very, very strong that that's a great, 
great dish. I mean, you start thinking about them, and what do you come up with? Well, let's start with Antoine's with the oysters. Rockefeller, they invented that. They also invented oysters Bienville, although uh, Arnaud also claims that, and so does Pascal's Manali, and so does the Delmonico restaurant, and so does Commander's Palace. All of them claim to have invented uh, uh, oysters Bienvenu. Uh, I think it was... Uh, Antoine's all the way. The story behind it was that the chef at Antoine's at the time was fooling around with things, and he came up with that, and he gave the recipe over to the chef at Arno's, who took it and ran with it. But it was actually created at Antoine's, and I, I, I find that story to be very likely, uh, knowing how both restaurants operated. So uh, there that was, and it uh, has been that way ever since. So uh, okay, so you look around. Other other uh, dishes that have been around forever, Pascal's Manali and its barbecue shrimp, they've been around since 1913. They're over 100 years old now. So they uh, they have this dish, and, you know, there's no way, unless you don't like shrimp, that you could say that that's a bad dish. Actually, there is one way. There are two other versions of shrimp, uh, barbecue shrimp, in other restaurants that I think are actually better. And one of those is uh, Delmonico. I'm, I'm sorry, not Delmonico. Excuse me. I'm jumping to the wrong restaurant, wrong wrong people. Uh, one of them is Mr. B's. And the chef over there back, uh, Gerard Maris, a long time ago, he, he decided, you know, this is a great, great dish. There's no question about it. The, the, the way that Pascal's Manali makes barbecue shrimp, that's the original. They invented the dish. It's theirs forever. And it's fabulous. But but Gerard Maris thought he could improve on it, and he did something uh, just the way it's cooked that wound up making it a much better dish. I, I thought so uh, the first time I tried it, and I continue to think so every time I try it at either one of them. And then emerald, that's why I, I, I blurted out something about uh, about uh, Delmonico, because emerald owns that too. And he puts this recipe in all of his restaurants. It's barbecue shrimp, all right. But the way he makes it is really different because most other restaurants use uh, uh, shrimp that are whole, uh, at least the old fashions, that, that have the whole shrimp with heads, tails, uh, shells, everything's in, in place. And Emerald figured out a way to do that without having the, the customers have to pull apart all the shrimp. And, you know, it's a mess, and it's something that bothers a lot of people. Uh, but what he came up with was that he saved all of the leftover chunks of everything, made what amounted to a barbecue shrimp uh, done with a, uh, with a demi-gloss of shrimp and put the two together, and he got this fantastic flavor, and so, but you don't have to peel them. So that's uh, that's good. Emerald's Restaurant and all of the restaurant that he owns locally, which would include uh, the, uh, the newest of the bunch, is uh, over there at uh, on uh, on uh, Tula Street. Merrill is the name of the place. It's it's easy to remember, or at least it usually is, uh, because it the name of the place is just Emerald with the E left off the front of it. It's named for his daughter. Anyway, uh, that's a great recipe, too. But anyway, my point is that all of these have been on the menu without having to be changed for a long, long time. And that is almost, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sitting here while I'm talking, which is my problem. 
and um, and trying to think of any dish out there that has been in on a menu somewhere for a long, long time, but it's not very good. But the only thing I come up with is is shrimp creole, which is a dish I just hate. I, I really can't stand it. It's a terrible dish. Uh, but a lot of people like it, so, you know, everyone has the right to like whatever you want to like. So, uh, by the way, this program, the reason we are here is to get that kind of information uh, put together so if somebody asks me for it, I can blurt it out to them. Uh, but that is it. If you have a, a favorite dish somewhere and uh, you want to talk about it, uh, as a matter of fact, even if you don't want to talk about it, I wish you would call me and tell me what it is about it that you like so much. I'm not trying to challenge you or try to take you to task for liking something that I might not like. I mean, again, I tell you, we all uh, are allowed to do whatever we want to do when it comes to taste. If you if you like something, heck, eat it and don't let anybody, don't let them laugh at you. Uh, you know, because it's that's stupid. If if you like a dish, you like the dish and get all the pleasure you can out of it. Why not? I can't think of a, a reason. This is the food show. We are coming to you live from the uh, uh, from the uh, uh, Breakwater Lanch. That's not it. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. We're coming to you live from the uh, the Coolwater Ranch. It's where I live on the North Shore. And uh, the reason I'm here is that the weather is just so terrible today, and I and uh, and I, that's why I'm here. Uh, Pat joins us, and thank you very much for being uh, what could be our only caller today. But I, I think maybe we'll get lucky, and we'll have a lot of other people. So, well, welcome. I hope so. I yeah, hope me so. too. Yeah. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you: Do you know anyone that does stuffed crab and they broil them instead of fry them? I know that's a silly question, but uh, no, that's a really good question. Um, uh, let's see. You you're looking for a stuffed crab, but it's broiled instead of uh, fried. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I think uh, my this won't come out in a uh, in the shell because that's that's the hard part of this. Yeah. But if you if you were to go to um, uh, uh, the Bonton, they are famous for w- what they call uh, I think they call it uh, stuffed. Uh, crab, but it's really more like a, a, a crab cake, and it is absolutely not fried. It is broiled in the oven in like an au gratin dish, and about the only way you could not like that is if you didn't like the taste of crab meat, because it's just like crab meat all the way. It's jumbo lump, really good. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Mr. B's, I think, does also a very, very good version of that. I had uh, I had the stuffed crab across the lake at the uh, uh, Mandeville Seafood. Yeah. Uh, but that one was not. It was it was fried, yeah. but uh, it was absolutely delicious. Well, and, uh, I believe that. That's the only kind of luck I've had there is that kind of luck. Yeah, I just yeah. I, you know I'm trying to. Well, you know the watch. the deal here is, and this is something my wife is really hot on this. She always uh, brings it up. But uh, but I may as well do it here because uh, she's not. A- anyway, it's this: you have uh, a stuffed crab, and that's one thing, and then you have a crab cake, which is a totally different thing. But a lot of restaurants will try to get you to think that what they're charging for the uh, for the uh, stuffed crab 
is in fact the crab cake, which is much more expensive just because it uses more expensive ingredients. And so if you get a stuffed crab and you were expecting a crab cake, you're going to be disappointed almost certainly, even if it's pretty good. So uh, watch out for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and um, I think uh, we were talking about Emeralds and his banana bread pudding. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my goodness. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah, we went there uh, Easter, I think. I think Easter you, this year. You probably did. That would have been a good choice. Yeah, and uh, my wife got the uh, uh, chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, I, that's real big. They're always on top of trends over there. Yeah, it was, I mean, she loved it. She thought it was great. And I, I got the... Uh, yeah, who would ever think about putting fried chicken on top of waffles? I, mean, I don't know who thought of that, but... Apparently, everybody likes it. I can't get my head around it myself, but uh, and, that doesn't mean uh, anything. You know, if I'm going to eat breakfast, I want breakfast. It's, but, you know, it. Uh-huh. Uh, she gave me a little piece of it, and it was good. Yeah, it was well, good. that's but all I, that counts. I got, yeah, I got the grilled fish, and it was it was fantastic. So, Wonderful. Hmm. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate that much. All right. It's Bye-bye. the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Tom Fitzmorris, it's nice to be here with you every day talking about the eating scene around town. Our telephone number is 260-6368. Now, if uh, you are uncertain as to whether you want to talk on a radio show, and I know a lot of people uh, feel funny about that, and I can tell you from personal experience, uh, I I have so much gall about me that I, I don't have this experience anymore, but I used to every now and then, uh, if I was listening to a talk show host of in the same station that I was on, uh, I would call in every now and then after checking to make sure that was okay with the boss and just to see what it feels like to be on the other side. And when I did that, I, I was very surprised, you know, after having been on the air live for, you know, a long, long time, uh, to realize that it does make you kind of nervous and make you feel funny. And, you know, like while you're waiting, you are tempted to just hang up. Uh, but uh, to give you an outlet in case you are one of those people, and so many people are that way that it's you know you can't say it's weird or anything. Uh, but here's what you can do: you can send me an email message. And one of the advantages I have to doing our program here at the Cool Water Ranch now and then for 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 whatever reason uh, is that uh, I can actually do that here, whereas in the studio I can't do it. So if you were to send an email message to me, I will have it on my screen within the first uh, you know, few minutes after you did that, and then I can uh, get on the air and comment on your question and, or, or what you have to say, and uh, there you'll be. So if you've been waiting for that opportunity, I know a lot of people listen but, are, but do not often call us. Uh, call us, and uh, if, if or if you don't want to, uh, just send me an email. My email message uh, will go to tom at nomenu.com. That's uh, that's my email uh, address, rather, not message. Uh, and that's at 260-6368 is our on-the-air blunder, uh, blunder. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, and if you're sending me an email, tom at nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. And for those of you who think uh, that the word menu ends with an E. It doesn't. It's, it's in, 
it's a silent E, so you just don't even pay any attention to it. But we'd, we would love to hear from you about where you've been eating, what you've been cooking, you know, any, anything having to do with food. That's us. 260-6368 is where you can call us to actually have a conversation, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's see, what else is going on around there? I was going through, uh, I had some extra time today because not having to make the commute, it just broke me up a little bit. And I uh, I was going through lots of old emails from people who had all kinds of interesting perspectives on stuff. And uh, we'll be slipping into those when we have a minute or two to do it. In the meantime, our program is sponsored by, I, I, it didn't want to come out, Trinas. Uh, we are going to, I, I know that we have somewhere in our calendar, we have it to do an eat club dinner over there. It'll be the third or the third or the fourth one that we will have done, and the first of those was so good uh, that we've been talking about it ever since. We've had nothing but great meals over there. The last one we did, which was about six months ago, had a, a brilliant idea. Uh, I don't know who thought of this, but it was a brilliant idea. They uh, they are big on oysters at Trinas. I wouldn't call them an oyster restaurant. I wouldn't even call them a seafood restaurant because they have lots of seafood, but they also have lots of everything else. You can get a steak there. You can get lamb chops there. You can get all kind of things. Uh, but they they really are good with the seafood. And with the oysters, they shuck them raw. They grill them. They fry them. They make oysters Rockefeller. They make oysters Bienville. And then they make three or four or five more that they came up with themselves and invented in their own kitchens. And boy, are these good. And the last time we did an eat club over there, the way it worked was for the first hour of the dinner, the oyster bar was wide open. You could go over there and get as much as uh, as you wanted of all of the different kinds of oyster dishes they had. That's enough for me to get stuffed on right there because that's my favorite kind of food. Anyway, we're probably going to do that again if I can talk them into it. But we have that coming up. In the meantime, you can just go on over there and have dinner. It's the hotel restaurant of the Intercontinental Hotel. It's a very snappy, classy hotel, really beautiful place. And right across the street from what used to be called One Shell Square, which has a different name now, it's the uh, it's those two banks that merged. Uh, I can never remember both of them. One of them's Whitney. The other one is uh, Hanover. No, I'm getting close. Um, well, something like that. Anyway, uh, right across the street from there, it's on St. Charles Avenue, right off Poydras. And uh, they are doing lunch and dinner and breakfast, too, I think. I'm not sure about that, though. And uh, emphasis on the oysters, but they have everything else. A very family-friendly restaurant, too. It's called Trenas, T-R-E-N-A-S-S-E. That's a funny name. I know hard to remember because it's not from English language. It's a French word. But it's got a Cajun origin. And when you go there, ask them to show you the mural that depicts what a Trinas is. It's a great idea, and it's a great mural, too. Trinas is open every day, seven days a week. And uh, right there in the Hotel Intercontinental on the ground floor, you'll see it. 260 260-63-68. Call right now. You'll get right in. What's, what's cooking over at your house? Boy, it was a nasty weather today. I went to see the doctor. There's nothing wrong with me, by the way. You know, people ask me all the time, boy, your cholesterol must be horrible. Uh, I'm proud to say that the doctor looked it over. He said, 
I wish everybody had cholesterol like you've got. Really? I mean, and I'm, I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I don't know what I did to get this kind of luck, but I don't, I don't do anything to keep from getting it. I mean, I eat all the butter you can imagine and, and, uh, and, uh, fried chicken and steaks and, you know, and I, I've never had a problem with it. And then they had the, uh, what is it? The, 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 the high HDLs? No, what, what is that? I, I forgot what it is. And uh, the the main thing, uh, you know, you hear so much about diabetes, and you need to watch out for that. And that's legitimate and for real. But and I'm certainly concerned about it because it was in my family. But nothing, nothing at all wrong with it. Perfect number. What have I done? I don't know. I'm 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 too lucky. I'm unlucky, right? That my uh, my wife and my daughter are out of town right now, and they're uh, touring around in texas soon to be back i think they may even be coming back today and uh, uh they have found a few interesting things out there that my daughter is building a house and uh, building it more or less herself it's uh, pretty amazing watch these girls work sometime two six oh six three six eight i hope everything's good i hope they're not getting the same kind of weather here that they're getting over there or vice versa that was a horrible day today and i, I was leaving the doctor i when i went in the blue skies, and you could see the jet planes leaving trails behind them. And I almost took an umbrella with me, but I said, well, I'm only going to be in there about 15 minutes. And that's about how it went down. But when I walked up, it had, not only was it raining, but it had rained for quite a bit already. And where did that come from? Oh, well. George is calling us over here on the green phone. Hello, George. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, uh, no, I was calling about the um, one of the great um, dishes I've had is uh, Clancy's has this uh, smoked um, fr- uh, soft shell soft crab. shell crab. Oh, that is and a winner, a and, it, and I know where it came from too. You know, there's an there's a story about the origin of that. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, okay. Well, well, thank you for bringing it up. That's a, that really is a delicious dish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. See ya. He's talking about uh, Clancy's, which is on uh, what street are they on? A, 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 uh, starts with an A. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. Anyway, uh, they're way uptown, almost into City Park, uh, Audubon Park rather. Anyway, the, uh, the this dish he's talking about, smoked soft shell crabs. What they do is they very lightly, and they do this over an open wood-burning uh, grill outside, and they smoke uh, these the soft shells, and, but they do it so gently at such a, a high temperature. It's just like 100 degrees or something like that. That's not going to cook a crab, but it will stop it in its tracks, that's for sure. And then they bring it inside, and then they coat it, and then they deep fry it like you would do any other soft shell crab. And you get this little smoke flavor in the background, and that is just terrific. And the place where that came from was the old Christians. Everybody and remembers that. I, I would think it's safe to say. It was in an old church. The church would be well over 100 years old now, uh, about a block off of Canal Street in Mid-City. And it was run by, originally anyway, uh, one of the members of the Galatoires family, and, in fact, they had a chef who came from Galatoire's to open the place up. 
and they were there in Mid-City for quite a long time, but uh, they they uh, were ready to retire, the owners, Chris Ansel and, and his partners. And they kept it going for a while, and then the hurricane hit them, and it hit them hard, and they never came back from that. So that's why there was no more Christians. But that was a dish that their chef, who was brilliant, their chef was just the best. And uh, it remains, as far as I'm concerned, that's a Christian's dish. But uh, they still keep it alive over at Clancy's, and they do a great job with it, too. Associate, that's not it either. Uh, I don't know why I can't remember the name of that. It's a street name. Uh, Annunciation, that's it. I was looking, I doubled up the wrong uh, two letters. Oh, hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. Our telephone number is 260-6368. You can also reach us by sending me an email to tom at nomenu.com. And you can hear our program, even though it's not on any of the standard broadcast bands, you can hear it uh, on uh, various places here and there, on your computer, on your smartphones. Uh, you can listen to podcasts of our show from yesterday and the one for today, tomorrow, and, you know, all of that. Did you say somebody was on hold, or am I just imagining that? Yeah, I guess so. Well, uh, don't imagine it, folks. Call me. I'll put you on the air. 260, I'd love to hear from you. 260-6368. 260-6368. Uh, let's see. There was something else I wanted to bring up before we die. Oh, you know what? Uh, somebody sent me, what was it? It was, uh, I, I get all of this email from and anybody who gets the idea that I publish a newsletter about food every single day. I guess they figure, well, anything about food, we can send it to them. So I get just like tons and tons of it. And uh, a lot of them are, are pretty useful, though, uh, the things going on around the city. For example, I think it's this weekend uh, in the Opera House, the, the, the New Orleans Opera, which is one of the oldest, I think it is the oldest opera in the, uh, in the New World. And uh, they, uh, are, they have a new opera coming out. And, in fact, we're going to have the director. Uh, he is going to be on with us, I think, tomorrow. And we'll have a chance to uh, to talk about the opera. But uh, there, before the opera goes off, they have an event over at the opera's. Uh, uh, they have a house on Britannia Street, and the director will be there, and I think some of the uh, some of the singers will be there, and they'll talk about the opera. And so you know, when you go to the opera, when you actually go to the opera, you'll you'll see everything that it uh, that it's going to do in advance, and so it gives you a head up, especially if it's in in Italian or something like that. Uh, and that's the kind of thing I get off my emails here. You know, little, little things of interest to our our many many listeners. Two six zero six three six eight is our number. You're always welcome to be here and uh, talk to us about whatever. Well, how about uh, what uh, national day uh, is it today? Oh, you know, we, we can, haven't thought about that. We, we can celebrate the, things here now. We certainly can. Yeah. It's, so. Uh, it's, what? Yeah, well, we have a, we have a, a number of them today. Mm-hmm. It's National Handwriting Day. Well, I can certainly relate to that. You know, I I only use uh, fountain pens just because I want to keep my handwriting up to speed. Speed, okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's National Library Shelfie Day today. Wait, wait, what? Library what? Library shelfie day today. Now, how do we... What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. 
Okay. What we do is if you have a library at home, you put the books in any order that pleases mm-hmm. you, and you take a picture of it, and that yeah. would be a shelfie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm yeah, not yeah, swallowing that, that, that for a second. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> if you look it up. That's then, ridiculous. I know. This is but, the, you know, the product hey. of some poor person who is, who is lying awake at night trying to figure out how to make the rent payment. And uh, he and that came into his mind for some reason. I would imagine so. But I was reading your newsletter today, and, and to, to find out yep. that d- today is Duck Confit Day. Oh well, uh, well it should be. Now, what is a confit actually? A confit that, that means uh, it's a reference to jelly, believe it or not. And uh, the there's another uh, word in French that is related to a confiture, uh, C-O-N-F-I-T-U-R-E. And that really is, the meaning of that is uh, something like uh, a jelly or a jam or a preserves kind of a thing. And when you talk about a just a confit, just C-O-N-F-I-T, what you're talking about is something from which the fat usually is taken and put into jars, just like jelly is. That, that's the connection. That's kind of a long reach, but uh, these are the French after all. And uh, and they put away these jars. They don't even need to be kept uh, cold. They can be put on a shelf. That's how they were. That's how it uh, was discovered because this was from the era when there was no such thing as refrigeration. So, uh, but they could figure out how to do the fat that would come out of ducks, which have a lot of fat in them, and a whole bunch of other things too. And they'd pack it in these jars and put them aside. And then months later, usually in the in the winter time when they need it. They bring it out, and then they start cooking other things in this fat. And if it's done properly, and the best place to ever try this is over at Gotro's Uptown, uh, it is just melt-in-the-mouth fantastically good. Okay, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing we can celebrate today. Today is National Pie Day. Pie three one four one five nine two no, seven. No, no, not that kind of a pie. This is this oh. is the pie our round kind. Well, you know, uh, that's round too. As a matter of fact, it's the circumference. Well, I understand, of a, but of a this round. is an actual pie that comes out of the oven. <laughs> uh huh, and it could be made with apples or uh, or just about anything, really. Yes, now the best pie that I have ever eaten in a yeah. restaurant was in Yoder, Kansas, in a place called the Carriage Crossing. And they Yoder? do yes, Yoder, Kansas. Mm-hmm. How and do you spell Yoder? Y O D E R. Just like it sounds. Yes, like it sounds. Yes. Yoder. Where is Yoder? Yoder is right near Wichita. Ah. Between Wichita and Hutchinson. Mm. For those of you who are familiar with that area. Say those two names again. Wichita and Hutchinson. God bless you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to wipe my nose now. <laughs> anyway, they 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 have at least I love seven these or, rainy days. We really yeah, are at our best. On they these rainy usually days. have seven or eight types of pie they do every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, as, a, as a matter of fact, I have I had a nephew who worked there, who uh, when when they have pie left over, he would bring them home, and oh, that was just great. We have a phone caller, and uh, I'm going to find out who that is. Yeah, okay. We'll know in a second. Thank you very much for for even thinking about uh, being a caller into our program. You certainly are welcome all the time. 
260-6368. This is the longest-running radio show in the history of the New Orleans broadcast community. It's the food show. 30 years. Nobody comes close to that. I think I can hang on to that one for a long time. 260-6368. Is somebody there, or was that just a false alarm? No, oh well. Uh, let's see, speaking of uh, things of the day, uh, you know that, that music that we play to come out of a break? You, can you uh, play, play one of those just on the, on the spur of the moment here so we can illustrate what we're talking about? Okay, not this part yet, not this, but starting right here. You hear that? That's uh, jazz violin is what you have there. That's jazz violin at the utmost created by the greatest master of that musical genre, a guy by the name of Stéphane Grappelli. He's French, and he uh, was in the business for a long, long time. He liked New Orleans. He was born on this date in 1908. He lived to be almost 90. During his 80s, he, he used to come here. He would play the Blue Room at the Roosevelt Hotel and all kinds of other venues in New Orleans, and he did it a few times. Uh, I saw him twice myself, and I always went to his, to, I'm a great admirer of his music, as you can tell, because we've been using that music for 20 years at least. So uh, there it is today, is Stefan Grappelli's birthday. If you like that, that sound, and that's easy to like, uh, you are lucky that there are dozens, not a few, but dozens of albums that he created over the years. He was just brilliant. And he used to play uh, with some of the major uh, violinists from the uh, classical music world. And one of them he, he played with very often uh, said about him that he is the luckiest man in the world. He plays brilliant violin and he never practices. That was that was the story on him. If only two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight is our telephone number. We would love to talk with you about eating, drinking, restaurants, and cooking. And let's talk about oysters for a moment here, though. For those of you who uh, who listen to our program regularly, uh, I want you to know that. Uh, this weekend, we last couple of weekends, we have not had a program on WWL on uh, Saturday because, uh, you know, the Saints uh, activities and all that. But we know where that is right now. Uh, that's a big mess. And so uh, there's one positive thing that came out of it, and that is this Saturday I will be on the air on WWL. And people like that because there are some people who don't have the right kind of radio. They don't have computers. They don't have all these things, but they like to listen to the program. We will be on the Big 870 WWL this Saturday from noon till 3. I'm always happy to be there because uh, there's a whole different bunch of people who listen to that show than listen to this one. I don't know why. They have totally different questions, totally different observations, and I welcome them and you and everybody else uh, whenever you want to. You're always welcome on this program. Bing, 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 26063. 68 is our telephone number. Let's see. We have uh, a couple other things coming up here. We have that uh, Eat Club dinner we're going to do at Trinas pretty soon. You know where else we're going to go pretty soon? This coming uh, Friday, in fact. As a matter of fact, no, wait, wait a second. I've got that wrong. Let me get my calendar out. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. It's going to be on the 31st. That's why I was thinking that. 
That's next week. Next Thursday, the 31st, we will be at the Roosevelt Hotel. Once again, we uh, are doing a year-long group of broadcasts from uh, right there in the middle of the uh, Roosevelt Hotel. And and here's the, the thinking behind that. The Roosevelt is celebrating 125 years of serving the city with a first-class hotel always, ever, always, ever to be. And uh, they asked us to do a series of broadcasts talking about how things were in the old days and all the kind of food that they used to serve in all of their many restaurants, the invention of all the cocktails that they had. That The Roosevelt, among the many things that it is well known for, uh, it was the place where the Sazerac, first showed up, and the Ramos Gin Fizz was a big item on their menu for a long, still to this day. It was a place where you would go and listen to jazz music or you'd listen to classical music. They, they did it at various times. And it was a place where all the stars from all over the place came to New Orleans to perform. I mean, the biggest of the big. You name them, and they were there at one time or another. So anyway, they wanted to get us involved because uh, WWL, our mother station, uh, they uh, were actually in the Roosevelt Hotel. That's where they, all their studios were uh, back from the, I want to say, the 1930s into the 1990s, is maybe as late as that. No, that, that, that's not right. I know that's right. Not, maybe about the 60s is when it ended. But anyway, uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have something kind of like an Eat Club dinner, except that instead of having a fixed menu, you're going to be able to eat whatever you want. Now, we're going to do this in the, the restaurant in there that they call the Fountain Lounge. It's on the ground floor. It's a really nice-looking dining room. and has always been their top-end dining room uh, in the last Ten years or so, it's been pretty much a casual restaurant. But then again, just about every restaurant's a casual restaurant, so uh, that doesn't mean much anymore. But uh, the the food there has always been good. And during the Revion season, which is over for the, for this year, uh, they were doing. Uh, uh, they were doing all kinds of uh, extra things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And we said, you know, let's put all of this in there. Their Revion menu, I thought, was so excellent that I'm going to ask them to do it again just for the benefit of our listeners who weren't able to go there when the, the first time they heard me talking about it. So anyway, all of that's coming up on the 31st, that is a week from tomorrow, at the Roosevelt Hotel uh, you don't, I think, need to make reservations, although I think it would be a good idea. And uh, we, I don't have a fixed price on it or anything like that. You can just, you're booking a table, you order whatever you want, and I'm going to see if I can arrange to have that Eat Club uh, special dinner that they did for us about a year and a um, not a year, but a month and a half ago. It was just great. So uh, we want to do that one again because... Uh, the, the place was full. There were a lot of people in town, and the hotel was full, and so the, that meant that the restaurant was full, too, and that meant there was no place for the Eat Clubbers to go. But we're going to fix that. You just get a reservation. That takes care of it. It might, might not seem to be as obvious as I'm making it out to seem, but it really is true. If you want to be able to go to a restaurant and sit down and eat on the schedule that you are hoping to have, make a reservation. They are free. They will give you better service. 
and they will also give you better food. I'm totally convinced of that. I've seen too many evidences of that over the years. So uh, I don't know why anybody would hesitate to make a reservation at a restaurant. I, I guess you feel like, oh, no, I'm constrained to do that at that time of the day on that day. Yeah, who cares? So what? But if you make one and you show up, what a great thing. We're coming up to the news pretty soon, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, whenever we take care of that, we'll uh, we'll be gone for about five minutes, but then we come back with more of the food show. In the second half of our program, there is a possibility that we may have a guest. But I don't know who it is, so I'm not going to tell you any more about it. I do know this. I, I called up Antoine's and asked them if there was any way that their new chef, uh, whose name is Rich Lee, <laughs> and he pronounces it richly. Yeah, very richly. Anyway, he, uh, I asked if he could just be on with us for a couple of minutes, and they said, no, he's on uh, all these other shows uh, right now, so you have to wait. So, okay, I guess I'll, I'll put up with it. You know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a, a fairly regular customer over there, but I don't feel like I, I get anything special from Because, you know, because, um, you know, I'll kind of, well, let's see. We, we'll discuss this later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.